Ellis East Elementary School walkthrough, May 18th, the vestibule. We enter into the vestibule from the front door. I find myself in a hallway with high ceilings and a polished wooden floor where the single kindergarten and three first grade classrooms are located. Before we arrive at the classrooms, to my left is a smaller room used for storage. It is as deep as the classrooms, but much narrower. To my right is the building's only elevator and the front stairs, which are wooden and were rarely used when I was a student in the building. The stairs have banisters with Victorian ornamentation. Passing the stairs, I am now in between the first set of classrooms. The classroom doors mirror each other on either side of the hallway. Each classroom has a solid wooden door with a darker finish and the molding around the door frame is lined with a nested block pattern at the corners. The glass in the windows of the doors is textured and translucent. The walls of the hallway are painted a crisp white. There are brass hooks lining the hallway for students to hang their coats and cork strips for student artwork, roughly two feet above the hooks. Audio diary of Dr. Anna Georgina Plume, Assistant Professor of Architectural History, Hollingsworth University, May 18th, 11.30 p.m. I, 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 I don't know what I've done. Either I've just made the biggest mistake of my life or I'm on the precipice of a breakthrough with my research. What was I thinking? How could I? What could have possessed me? Audio Diary of Dr. Anna Georgina Plume, May 19th, 6.30 a.m. Upon an evening sleep, it's not too bad. I... I bought the school. Outright. I'm not going to bore anyone, least of all my future self, with financial details, but here are the highlights of what led to this decision. One, the school is incredibly well preserved. Two, it is largely livable as is. There is a functional kitchen and a shower in the teacher's lounge and laundry in both the janitor's office and the basement. Three, given they assumed that the only people interested in the building would be remodeling and therefore need to put a lot of money into it, and the fact that there were no interested buyers when they floated the idea of selling the school, the school was priced down to the point of being within my budget, even with a major remodel to convert one of the downstairs restrooms into a full bath. Four, because I am able to pay the full asking price up front and there are no other offers, I should be able to move in in exactly 21 days, pending official inspection. I know this probably sounds absurd, but I felt drawn to stay in the building and it feels like a good connection with my research interests and what I'm looking for in my home and... Oh dear, I need to go. Audio Diary of Dr. Anna Georgina Plume, 
May 19th, 9.30 a.m. I'm out walking the dogs. Well, two of the dogs. Dad let Glengetty on the sofa, and he seemed uninterested in joining us. Actually, I'm walking one dog and carrying another as Oolong has wee little legs and got tired about halfway through. But at least his lordship is enjoying himself at any rate. Now, the interruption. Marianne called my mother. My mother, who now thinks I'm losing my connection to reality and that the school will be too much house, whatever that means. Suffice to say, she does not think this is a good idea. And I mean, I get it. On its face, it sounds like a terrible idea, and I haven't always had the greatest handle on things. But I have done a lot of work since then. I finished my PhD. I got the job at Hollingsworth, I'm finishing up a monograph, and I'm on track for tenure after my sabbatical. I know she worries, but sometimes it feels like she'd just rather not have to explain my decisions to people in the town. But it's a beautiful Victorian-era building with incredible features. It will make a wonderful home without many changes, and it seems a fitting subject that I've devoted my life to becomes my house as well. I could really build something here. We're coming up to the park. I'm going to stop recording. I'll talk to my mom this evening and I will report back. Audio Diary of Dr. Anna Georgina Plume, May 19th. 1.11 p.m. Obviously, I have my walkthrough notes from the visit yesterday, but I have some additional thoughts I want to get out before I forget. One condition of the sale is that I take responsibility for all items left in the school. Some of that involves working appliances in the kitchen, the teacher's lounge, janitor's office, and the basement, but it also means that the library still has an entire card catalog and a large assortment of old books and that the music room has a grand piano, which I was informed the school was unable to remove because no one quite knows how I got up there in the first place. Everything seems in working condition though, so I'm not sure if I have to throw much away. I will need to remove some old curtains from the teacher's lounge and a few of the classrooms. There are some assorted chairs, which based on their color scheme, I assume, are from the 1970s. So much avocado. I'll probably put them in the basement for now. I'm not 100% sure what each room will be used for, but I definitely know that the girls' restroom will be converted into a large full bath. My old first grade classroom will be my home office, and my third grade classroom will be my bedroom. Of course, all of my books will go in the library. Some additional notes for my to-do list. Call the public library and see what records they have about the school. Look into local fencing companies. 
While the schoolyard is fenced, I don't necessarily want the dogs to run unsupervised around the entire property, so I'll need to have a smaller fenced area for them. I think I'll put them in the smaller side yard by the west door. Also, as I was walking through the school library, I found an old vellum envelope under my hand when I rested it on the front desk. It looks like a bunch of junk, some cut-out letters from different papers, which appear to be different ages. They look to be from newspapers and magazines, with a range of typeface and degrees of yellowing. I must have unconsciously put it in my pocket. I'll look more closely and report back. Audio Diary of Dr. Anna Georgina Plume May 19th, 4.30 p.m. There is a scene from my time at the school that keeps playing out in my mind. One morning in the spring, there was a sudden thunderstorm. They made us all, the entire school, sit along the walls of the first floor vestibule. I don't know how old I was, but we were sitting on the wall by the kindergarten classroom, so that makes me think I was in kindergarten. The power went out and the older kids started chanting, Cancel school. I've never been afraid of storms. I liked it. I liked the darkness, the break in the routine, the gathering together. Maybe that lack of fear explains what happened next. The teachers were walking up and down the hall with flashlights, and when no one was looking, I got it in my head to go up to the library and see if Nana was there. She wasn't the school librarian at the time. She had retired and was working part-time for the community library, ironically in the same place she had worked for 35 years. But she was friends with the school librarian, so sometimes she would visit during the day. I kept thinking she may be up there, even though Mr. Zephyr was downstairs among the teachers. So I slipped away. I wasn't even worried for her. I just thought we would watch this rain together through the library windows. Yet, when I was about halfway up the stairs, she found me. She gently walked me back down with all the other students and wordlessly slipped away. Later, when she came over for dinner, she didn't mention it. I assumed she didn't want to get me in trouble, so we didn't talk about it for years. Isn't memory a funny thing? It occurs to me now that day was so out of the ordinary for me at the time, and yet I might be the only one who remembers it. Nana didn't remember it, that's for certain. I mentioned it about 10 years later when I was in high school. It was another stormy day and I was over at her house and we were having tea. I told her I always thought of that day at school when ever we had a storm like that. She said she didn't remember being in the school during the storm, but that a memory like that would stand out more for a child. Audio Diary of Dr. Anna Georgina Plume, May 19th, 7.07 p.m. Something else about the school that's probably worth mentioning? 
there is now a fully operational Victorian carousel in the gymnasium. It is, I guess, a luff, which I'm told is a big deal. Apparently, the principal's late grandfather restored it as a hobby, and after he died, they were unsure what to do with it, so they put it in the gym. Heaven knows how. It takes up virtually the whole gym floor, and I am assured it works, and I will be given full paperwork and certificates of authenticity. It is apparently all hand-carved and hand-painted, and the inner mechanical workings are all up to date, whatever that means. As previously stated, a condition of the sale is that I must accept the school as is, with all items in it, though I was given information about someone who they think might be able to remove the carousel. That said, the thing is quite beautiful, and I don't really have any use for the gym, so I may let it stay, as it's not really hurting anyone. Marianne did mention some electrical disturbances involving the carousel, which apparently is plugged in because no one feels as if they can safely unplug it. They don't know how its electrical system works. They've been turning off the power to that part of the school to the best of their knowledge, but it does not seem to take. So I guess I'll need to get an electrical inspector out there to determine what's going on. Even though I don't intend to sell it, I probably should have the carousel appraised and maybe see if I can find someone who knows how to operate the things so that I can at the very least feel safe in unplugging it without worrying about damaging the system. I am almost confident that we are all overthinking this. But at the same time, the system does seem very technical, so it would be worth looking into. Audio Diary of Dr. Anna Georgina Plume, May 19th, 10.30pm. Oh, well, I've talked to my mother. I think we're more or less resolved. I don't know if resolved is the right word. I don't know what we are, but she admits she was wrong to doubt me, that I always manage to make things work, that I'm an adult who is capable of making my own decisions, and if anyone could pull off living in an old school, it would be me. So basically, Dad talked to her. At any rate, I'm too try tired to borrow conflict where there is none, so I'm not going to worry about it for now. Oh, I'm going to go through some updates before bed. First, I called the main branch of the county library. They've got records on the school and can connect me to people at the historical society and local government who might as well. One Ms. Melinda Basil will be gathering the documents at the library and will have them ready for me to pick up in a few days. Finally, 
the envelope. It's strange. I spent about 15 minutes trying to rearrange the letters, and I can't quite make sense of them. They spell out cubbyholes. Who would go through the trouble of putting that in an envelope? Maybe some kind of children's mystery game? Except there are no cubbies in the school, to my knowledge. Maybe I'll check the lockers? Is it weird that I even care about this? Like, the two possible options laid out before me is that this is a children's game or I'm finding meaning in a random pile of trash. Neither is a great look for me. You're overwhelmed because a lot is happening. You're finding things to distract you from your monograph. You should be sleeping right now. You should be writing in general. <gasps> anyway, tomorrow I need to call the home inspector, the electrician, and look up carousel experts online because this is apparently my life. Ellis East Elementary School walkthrough, May 18th. The first set of parallel doors were two first grade classrooms when I was a student here. About 20 feet beyond this set of classroom doors are the doors of the second set, and another 20 feet beyond them, the flooring of the hallway changes from wood to granite, denoting the back half of the school where the office, gymnasium, kitchen, and cafeteria stage are located. The ceiling gets slightly lower at this point, though it is still high by modern standards. But I am getting ahead of myself. Before we continue to the back half of the school, let us explore the classrooms. The only natural place to start is on my right, in the kindergarten classroom. Lavender Evening Fog is a fiction podcast written by Victoria Dickman Burnett, directed by Ben Baird, and produced, mixed, and edited by Nick Federinko. Executive producers are Ben Baird and Victoria Dickman Burnett, and the voice of Anna Georgina Plume is Victoria Dickman Burnett. The Lavender Evening Fog logo was designed by Allison Dickman. Special thanks to Katie Austin for technical consulting on this episode. This episode was brought to you by the recurring dream you've had since childhood, which is somehow both unsettling and comforting. This episode pairs well with an herbal tea blend of grapefruit zest, candied ginger, and cranberry.